you know what? You know, we've kind of had two topics already. Yeah. You're, <laughs> are we done? Are getting, <laughs> we, honestly, Tim, like we could slap a intro and an outro on this bitch and be done right now. <laughs> everybody to another episode of the motor mouth podcast the podcast where a lot of great ideas go absolutely nowhere my name is joel tyree and with me as always is my esteemed co-host the tim gerard hello i like how you sound like i was a superhero yes <laughs> meanwhile i love that voice it's the funniest voice um two topic center insanity left Little do you know, listeners, we already recorded. This is just an intro. This is a hot, fresh, fresh, hot, hot intro. <laughs> Tim, what did you bring? Or did you bring already? I I would <laughs> like to talk about the uncertainty in my life at this point in time. <laughs> Buckle up, listeners. <laughs> and I, I, I brought the fact that my storage unit got broken into and a lot of my things got stolen. So that was fun. Um this is going to be a shitty episode. It's a great episode. <laughs> so I'll say this as a, as a prelude to what mm. I want to hear about. But um, so recently I found out my mom has mice at her house. And oh, God. They've, they've pooped on my comic boxes. They haven't gotten God. into the boxes. So now I'm looking for a storage unit to keep them all in. And this is right around the time where you're having yours broken into so tell me about that <laughs> so uh i've been going like i've been playing more and more guitar so i've been going in and out of there more recently um more frequently more recently mm-hmm. so last wednesday i went and i took some of the empty cases that i had for my guitars and then i took my acoustic and my epiphone casino out there and i took my my ibanez my orange guitar here so friday i go because i'm thinking i'm gonna take the casio and sell it and buy a new guitar and i smart fuck keyboards yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) so i i went down like right after work like 4 30 and my key to my lock didn't work so I walked up to the leasing agent and I was like, my key doesn't work. She came down and she tried it. She's like, okay, that's weird. We'll get it replaced. She called the locksmith. I came home because our, our storage unit is like walking distance from right here. Like it's oh, okay. attached to our parking lot. So she called and said, Hey, we got the, the lock replaced. So I came down, she gave me the key. She was dealing with some people. I went down, opened it up and realized that like, nothing is where I left it and my guitars are missing and my comics are missing and my, uh, the new audio interface that I bought the four Jack. Oh yeah. Mics gone. Fuck. I had three 
instrument mics in there that I got with combos with these ones. Mm-hmm. Those are gone. That little noise machine that you had gotten, remember, for movie mumble? Oh, yeah. That was in that case. They took that instrument case that it was in, and then I had oh, a box. Dare they? <laughs> yeah. And they had a bo- <laughs> like a small box of like our old electronics, like old phones and mm-hmm. stuff. So, yeah. So I guess they cut the lock and replaced it with one identical in style. And if if I hadn't gone two days later, I don't know how long it would have been before I realized what had happened. Yeah. So I ran up. I told the lady what happened in front of customers, which was great. And then uh, called the cops. Took them for fucking ever to get there. Like, because it's the non-emergency number, right? Like, right. So... I just decided after, like, I was sitting there just, like, at looking at my storage unit, like, not wanting to touch anything. I don't know what to do. Like, do yeah. I – eventually I was like, I don't know that they're going to get prints or even going to do prints off of this stuff. I'm trying to see what's actually missing. Mm-hmm. They finally go. They took the lock as evidence. There might be some – I because I, when I tried it, I tried to get it on the one that they cut off, the mm-hmm. locksmith cut off. I – tried really hard to get it because my key wasn't working like losing my mind is like so yeah. i don't know if there's anything off that so and then i uh got that police report filed we have renter's insurance through state farm and it's in tina's name so she had to send me the credentials and she by the way was on her way to delta to help her mom uh un unload like their great grandparents' house that they're gonna oh, sell. Geez. So she was like two like not even an hour on the road, I call her and tell her what's happening before even the cops show up. So I'm I'm by myself until she gets back. And then so Saturday I um filed the well I did some research on like what stuff would cost to replace and I looked because <laughs> I keep a spreadsheet of all my comics. I was able to go through and see every single fucking issue that they took and I researched what it would cost to replace and just put together like a really thorough fucking like a report. Yeah. Record of value. Yeah. (laughs) A rundown. (laughs) Let me know what a rundown is. (laughs) Just a standard rundown. (laughs) (laughs) I'm faxing the rundown to my dad just to be sure. <laughs> yeah. So, and I submitted that Saturday, they called me Monday morning asking like when I bought like the state farm and called me And the a detective called me on Sunday. Um, and I called him back letting, he was asking about the security tape footage and the way public storage is fucked where it's like, I thought we were safe on an in interior unit, right? Yeah. They don't have fucking cameras inside they have them on the outside and they don't have oh. an alarm that kicks on until nine eight, nine o'clock because the leasing office uh, closes at six mm-hmm. there's nobody in there monitoring between six and nine oh, and God. then they turn the light the uh, alarms on so this is like for your apartment complex like not like a private storage unit no it is a private storage it's public storage is the name of the company oh geez yeah, so it's 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 really close, but it's not affiliated with our. Uh, uh, oh, okay. So leasing out, I mean, like the front office of the storage place. Yeah. So, um, 
they called, asked me about the footage, and it was weird. Like the cop asked me, like told me to have them look at the footage. I'm like, isn't that your job? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Anyway, I went down. It wasn't a big deal, and I have had talked to this lady way too many times over the course of the last <laughs> six days. I'm not. I don't want to talk to her anymore. She was perfectly nice, but she was just like very much a retired army dude's wife. So oh, just okay. like very a certain way, perfectly kind, but very like self aggrandizing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, Hey, this is what they were new. And I gave her the police cause they have to file on their end as the storage. And she was looking through the footage. So I let the cop know that she, they could contact her or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so Monday state farm called, asked me those clarifying questions. And then later that day we got the email about the settlement. So it's being processed. It should be here in the next couple of days. But yeah, I, I wouldn't recommend putting your comics in a storage unit unless it's something inside with a 24 seven security guard and cameras. Like I, so, (laughs) so is it probably like someone that was kind of scoping out and like saw you going in and bringing guitars? Cause I mean, I assume that stuff is, is closed, you know, it's like, apparently this is not the first time it's happened, which is another thing. Like, shouldn't they let you know if there's been shit like like i yeah i can you do like a google review or something and be like don't store your shit here because there's a three-hour window where you know and it it's like i well because i was moving that guitar on wednesday and there was Mm -hmm. the guy right next to me was moving into that storage unit like there was a guy who just leased the the unit next to us yeah and i had an interaction with him where i was like like he said, am I in your way? He's like, yeah, I moved stuff. I said, have a nice day. And I left like he, like he could have seen that I had guitars or something, but like, yeah, I, I feel like if you have access to it during those hours, you're somebody who has a, had, had a unit already. And if you're stealing from multiple people, like camp out and do, I, I don't know. Like I do walk a lot of guitars over there. So I guess anybody yeah. in the, the fucking my apartment complex could, but I yeah. <laughs> would have no way of knowing like yeah and anyone who has a storage unit in there there's you know video of them but it's like yeah i was going to my storage unit you know and that's the thing like one of the guitar cases that they took had like a lime green stripe on it oh and then i told them what the boxes look like so it's like if you review the footage and see that's that's who took the stuff yeah but i haven't heard anything back yeah but that's probably part of it too is like the police are probably like well he'll get the insurance money and then we don't have to deal with it because who the fuck cares you know like he'll stay off our back if he gets the money to replace the stuff and we don't have to bother looking for someone who probably already sold this stuff on eBay already or whatever, you know? Yeah. And I told Scott and Scott was like, you should do X, Y, and Z and try and track it down. Like, can you talk to mile high comics or second and Charles It's like, it's not my job to run these things down. Like it's just like, it's also like, I need to just mourn and get over it because I'm not going to see those, the comic, like the guitar, like I was going in to sell one of those guitars. So like mm-hmm. I I'll take them. I got more from right. insurance than I would get from guitar center any day of the week. Yeah, so like true. I, it, it is a little bit of a silver lining and that's the comics man though. Like it was so heartrending to go through that list and like see all of them that were gone. Like yeah. what's crazy is I keep all the moon night in the house. Oh, good. So I have every every issue of Moon Knight. I have nice. his first appearance, and I've got Tyna made me those like uh, wooden display 
shelves. So mm-hmm. I had like my favorite covers and most of my signatures and like variants that I like were in the house. Yeah. But there's some like uh, Gabriel Hardman who had done the Green Lantern year one. He was one of the first guys I met at Comic-Con mm-hmm. as, as an art who signed an issue for me. And he, it was the Belfry. It was about these like vampires who turn like actually turn into bats, like ferocious bats, like werewolves, but with vampire ishness. Right. So I had him sign that and he dated it 2017 and that was missing. So I, I had interacted with him a few times on Twitter because I had written reviews for some of his stuff. And I sent him like, hey, I sent him the picture of the, the issue when he signed it. I was like, hey, I met you. This was a big deal to me. Is there any way I can pay you for a replacement? And he's like, yeah, just send me the shipping. So I've that issue's some nice. in some way coming back to me, which is really cool. Yeah. But well, it's also interesting, too, if the cops were going to do their job, that would be a good way to find, oh, this is Joel's. These are Joel's comics because it has this specific thing signed with a date by this person. You know, that's not just... Oh, I was cleaning out my mom's attic and I have a hundred comics or 200 comics I want to sell. It's like, nope, that's a specific one. Like, you know, and have it like flagged where it's like, yeah, like local comic shops, you know, again, like, yeah, the cops should be doing this, but like telling comic shops, if someone comes in to sell this stuff and this is among them, these are stolen comics, you know, like stall and call us or whatever, you know? Yeah. So it, it was just like, and I, I went through all the ones I was missing and what they all cost. And that was like, shit, they took this, they took that. It sucks, man. Like, and I, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to go back and get everything I had one for one. Cause it was taking mm-hmm. up space. Like that's, that's kind of been the weird feeling. Of, yeah. it, it's like, I, I wanted to get stuff to replace the stuff to make me feel good. Cause like mm-hmm. buying things makes me happy, which is, it's a problem. It's something I'm working on, but like, especially this is like, they took my stuff. Like they, right. it felt so very personal. Cause it's like, yeah. I really like my stuff. Like I, especially with the comics, like I, that was a lot of years of collecting and like finding cool stuff and meeting people. And like, there's comics that were like local Denver artists that I'll never see those issues again because they never made any kind of distribution. I guess I have some contact information for her. Maybe she has an extra copy lying around somewhere. But so it's one of those things where it's like, now it's like, we still, they didn't take our Christmas ornaments or any of the mm-hmm. stuff in there that had sentimental value. They just kind of took everything that was right in the, or the, the front of it that looked expensive, right. which yeah. was all my shit. That's the other thing. It's like all my stuff. None of it's tinas. Right. So I'm like, we still have the unit. We still have stuff in there because they didn't take that stuff. I don't mm-hmm. know what, where to put it because now we can't put it in the house because like we had moved it out there so we could stretch out in here. Like yeah. thinking about yeah, taking be some like, of my parents, like, yeah, should be like, yeah, if, if your shit gets stolen into, gets broken into, you can have the unit for free because, you know, obviously we're not guaranteeing your stuff is safe. Yeah. So like, why would you keep it here? <laughs> so, yeah. And it's like, now that I will have some kind of recompense, I have that money to spend on fun stuff, but, doesn't mean I have the space to store it now, right? Like, right. how long will it take for me to like digitally like buy to be shipped all the the comics and stuff? Right. Like, I I don't know. There's certain issues I'm definitely going to try and find, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's 
didn't stop me from buying a guitar. Yeah, I was wondering. I saw the picture. You know, of course, there was no caption without context or whatever. So I'm like, is that new? He looks happy. It must be because I know something shitty just went down. So, yeah, that is that is a very Joel guitar. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> what makes you say that? <laughs> um, I, I guess partially, like, it, it it's something that I, I could see uh, – jack white playing ah, yeah. you know like partially because of that partially like i know i know gretch like gretch also made drums and i know that they're kind of like a vintage brand yeah um like because I, I remember like not being interested in the drums because it's like oh those are the drummers that like jazz i mean those are the drums that jazz drummers played in like probably 50s and 60s like gotcha. not interested um and like yeah just like the look of it the color of it i feel like is very like your vibe where it's like oh it's this it's not like you know I don't know, or at least at least for me, like I tend to go with either earth tones for my stuff or like, you know, like kind of dark and dark and plain, you know, like the, the like my electric is kind of like a, a, you know, a sunburst type color. So I like those and I actually got bongos and congas that match that. So it's got oh, that okay. same sort of sunburst color. Um, you know, my drum set is like green, but like the wood show the wood grain shows through the finish. Okay, that's cool. So it's like it's like dyed green. It's not just like a wrap. It's like yeah. So so like you know those are the, the things I tend to go for. Like yeah, like earthy, like green and sunburst and uh, and and seeing the wood. Um, whereas like you know that's like a, it has like the surfer vibe to it. This kind of like uh, like indie vibe. But yeah, so yeah, definitely it definitely suits you well. Awesome. <laughs> that that's definitely the aesthetic I was going for. Was like the the surfing. Yeah. It, it's also like sparkly. It's like gold flecked, like oh, sparkly, nice. which I didn't know. Like it doesn't translate on any of the pictures online. Yeah. So and I, I went in because I I had this I had my eye on this Guild guitar, which is mm-hmm. uh, the one I took a picture where I'm I'm holding it. And I kind of look like I'm in ZZ Top with it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is big nasty Seafoam green guitar. Mm-hmm. And I was like playing it and it's like, it was twice as much as this one. And I was like, I played it cause I, was, I knew I was getting the settlement. I knew what the money was. I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I could just, this was the guitar I was planning on buying when I was going to sell the guitar that got stolen. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'll go play it. Cause I hadn't really played it. Cause I, before I wasn't looking at it realistically, I, this time I wanted to go and like actually plug it into something I was familiar with and sound wise. And I debated, I debated, I played. I was like, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll sleep on it. I got home and I played my Epiphone. Mm-hmm. And I got every sound that I had gotten on that guitar with this one. So it was like, well, I if I'm going to get a new one, I want one that's distinct in the sounds I can get since I've got mm-hmm. all these other guitars. So this one has a P90 in the, the neck, and then it's got a, a Gretsch-designed humbucker in the bridge. And that combination of pick, yeah. So there's, uh, oh, oh, just oh, gotcha. Okay. Position, got it. Okay. Pick up and the bridge position. Pick got it. Okay. It took me forever to to figure that out too, um, but yeah, because the the casino that they stole had P90s, mm-hmm. so I'm getting it's kind of like a tribute to that guitar. I get to have that, but the the combination of these two is very like strange. Nobody does that really. Mm. And all the reviews I was watching of people playing this one were like, Gretsch is giving this guitar away for three fifty to get this qual like build quality and that yeah. those sounds and that is- the aesthetics. They were like, I also love the strap, dude. The, <laughs> the girl who checked like who, who rang me up 
suggested the strap and he put it across is like okay that's that's really yeah. sick yeah that's the one because <laughs> it, it kind of is like surfer but also like cowboy <laughs> yeah yeah you could like take it to like the the what is it the tiniest little whorehouse in georgia or whatever <laughs> <laughs> play it with the the in-house band but yeah like and then i bought that big ass pedal did you see that pedal that thing is crazy um, I saw a video of you playing stuff with a bunch of pedals. Yep. Oh, damn. It's it's a, a jet phaser. So it's like a, a recreation of a, a Roland effect from the 60s. Oh, okay. Where it's got a, a, a like a phaser with two different modulations. And then you can also add fuzz. So it's 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 fuzzy and nasty and 70. It sounds like nice. like like razor blade ocean waves like that's <laughs> that's what it sounds like nice. <laughs> well that's enough of joel's depressing show and tell <laughs> yeah well at least you've got something to show for it after the fact you know like yeah it could and it could have been a lot like i said i i i'm really glad none of the stuff that we were actually nostalgic about like memory yeah. stuff that ty and i had made together or like christmas stuff like that would have been really devastating yeah but, and I've got all the Moon Knight stuff, so it's also like, I always, I was saying like, I have too many comics, I have too many comics. The universe didn't need to take them this way, right. but <laughs> how are you? Um, Overall, pretty good. Um, I'm just starting to get anxious about like fall and yeah. what I'm doing, because there's so many things up in the air. And I usually, I think I've talked about this before, like, you know, that like a lot of times, um, you know, Krista will talk about like not liking uncertainty, like when she's waiting to hear back about a job or whatever. And she's going through a lot of that now too, with jobs she's applied for that. It's been like three weeks and no one's contacted her. And, um, but like, there are just so many, so many things up in the air and, uh, like so many things that are kind of happening that have other deadlines. It's like, well, I need to find out about this before I do this, but this thing is going to, you know, like, like for example, like, yeah, like, you know, I've gotten into Berkeley, but I'm waiting to see from Pacific Northwest still. And I don't know if I told you about that, where I think I contacted them two weeks after I submitted the application. And she was like, oh, we still haven't received one of your letters of recommendation. It's like, fuck, like, I wish someone would have told me that I would have chased the person down sooner. Right. Which I mean, to be fair, like I went into it knowing where they were like, yeah, like we're full up for this year. If you get accepted, you'll you can, you know, do the um, I forget what the word is, but like do it next year. You know? Deferral. Yeah. Deferral. Yeah. So I was like, well, yeah, I kind of still would rather do that, you know. Um, and you know, also based on a bunch of the stuff I've applied to, it's like if I get some of those jobs, it might be nice. Those might be temporary. It might be nice to do those jobs this year, and then maybe that stuff would fall away and open up a spot for next year to do that the school that I want to do. So it's like, yeah. So so are these programs online? Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Like the the Pacific Northwest one is actually like uh, an, an in person program, but when COVID started, they opened it up to a limited, um, uh, residency or what limited, I forget what they call it, like limited in person. We're like, you're mostly doing it online, but then, right. um, a few times a year I would go out to Seattle to do like recordings. They have projects where you would score a part of a film and then they record it with a live orchestra. So you get to see how that whole experience yeah, that's works. That's amazing. Yeah. That would be which really, is why, really cool. <laughs> yeah. Which is why I want to do, I'd rather do that than Berkeley because the Berkeley one is a hundred percent online. Right. So I think they still do that, but you're kind of phoned in remotely. You know, there's, there's no sort of, I mean, maybe if I went in person, like I could go, but, gotcha. um, you know, so, so that's part of it too, you know, and also I think to be fair, like another advantage to Berkeley, I think all their lessons are 
are recorded. So I think you can also watch them and do the homework whenever you want, which may work out a little easier if I do have all those jobs. Whereas with Pacific Northwest, I think the classes are still live. You're just being kind of phoned in through Zoom while everyone else who's doing it in person is, is actually doing it. So then, like, they're like, okay, you know, she's like, I got your last re- recommendation. You'll know within two to three weeks. So I'm like, okay. So I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, looking at the calendar, hoping like, oh, maybe within two weeks, you know. So I let it go to three weeks. Then the day after, I was like, hey, just wanted to check on my application. Here back, she's like, oh, I meant to contact you. Um, Hummy, the you know the guy who runs it, who's you know working film composer, is like he's he's working on a feature film right now, and it's kind of put him behind on his applications. You know, he'll let you know sometime next week. So this was last week. So I'm now supposed to find out sometime this week. I um, see. So in the meantime, Berkeley's been sending me all their stuff, and part of me is just kind of like, okay, Berkeley's the one who's actually just like, here, you're in, do it. Like, should I just do Berkeley? You know, Berkeley is a um, good school too. Like. Yeah, and I mean, it definitely has more name recognition yeah. than Pacific Northwest. Um, although, you know, it is Berkeley online, so I don't know if that kind of, like, waters down the, the degree anymore. It's different from, like, University College DU. Right. DU. Like, it, like yeah. it's still Berkeley. It's, yeah. It's like... <laughs> So that's part of what I'm starting to think now is like, is it not worth the hassle? Should I just go all in on Berkeley? I mean, luckily their semester doesn't start till I think end of September. Um, and tuitions do, I got an email like tuitions do August 30th. So I have some time, I have some leeway, but, um, and they've also sent me, Oh, here's the, here's our list of all the gear you have to have for your classes. <laughs> so it's a list of all like hardware, but also software, like other sample libraries. And I just like, just a little while ago, I also made happy when I spent money. There was this sale for, um, this one company does, but they have this, their complete, which is like basically like, well, different grades of like, we'll either give you, you know, 20 sample libraries for this price, 150 sample libraries for this price, or all of our libraries for this price. And the the one for like 150 was on sale for 500 bucks, which is a lot, but for like all of that shit. And I was going through the list and like, there were at least three or four things that cost $300 each that I've wanted for a long time. So I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to pull the trigger. That's awesome. So after I did that, I get this list from Berkeley. Here's all the shit you got to buy. And like almost (laughs) none of it is included in that shit that I just bought. So I'm like, fuck you. (laughs) So, so that's kind of what I'm dealing with now is like, I was going through that list, like checking prices, like, okay, what would I need? You know, and I mean, ideally, if I get student loan money, like some of it would kind of come out of that. Because I, I know in the past I've gotten more than exactly what tuition costs because they factor in for like, you know, supplies and room and board and stuff like that. So that's part of what I'm hoping. But as I'm doing this, I'm also kind of like I should still go with like the cheaper options if possible, because it's like I don't want to just like blow five thousand dollars on sample libraries. when I've already got a ton of them, you know. Right. Um, so then. uh as of Monday, this one company who I bought some of their stuff before and I really like it, they're, they have some stuff on the list and all that stuff is on sale. I'm like, oh, okay, like if I can get, you know, but of course it's only on sale till the 8th, which I think is uh, like Sunday. Yep. So it's like, okay, fuck, like I need to know if I should pull the trigger on this because I'm going to go to Berkeley or not buy it because, you know, because even though I'd be using student loan, I, I, I'd still like to spend less on it. You know, there's right. one library. It's like this full symphony orchestra with that's like a thousand. It's on sale for like, I think, 560 or something like that. So it's like that's a good chunk of money that I can save if I buy it now versus waiting. And that's the one I'd probably buy anyway, you know. Right. 
So anyway, so that's kind of what I'm dealing and I'm kind of like still, so like, I think on Friday, first thing, I think I'm going to call Pacific Northwest or, or email them and be like, look, I know you said this week and I wanted to write now rather than writing at the end of the business day on Friday, in which case right. you're not going to get it till Monday. Like, like what's the deal? You know, I don't want to play the card of like, Oh, someone else is offered. Cause I mean, obviously if they're full up and they have a waiting list for next year, they're probably not concerned about enrollment, you know? Yeah. Um, and that, that was the thing too, that threw me off. Cause like the, the first summer of COVID they were like sending me emails right up until like mid August, like, Hey, join our department, join our program, this, this, and that. And I was like, Oh man, that would be great if I could do that. But I can't cause I didn't do my FAFSA, this, this, and that, you know? And, but like, that was what kind of really put it in my head. Like, Oh, I could do this cause it's a year long program. And if I can do it from home, I don't have to move to Seattle for a year. Cause who the fuck wants to do that? You know, unless you're in your early twenties and you're living <laughs> with your parents and you want to get out like, like sure, but not now. <laughs> but uh yeah so anyway so it's just kind of like yeah so it's it's definitely one of those things like with school where you kind of like take for granted but you see how like okay yeah this this stuff gets difficult as you get older like you can't just you know okay oh i'm gonna go to this school and do this thing for a few years peace out it's like well okay i'm not yeah i'm not living in my parents house where i can just leave go off to school you know rent a place for a year come back and then figure out what i'm doing there it's like you know it's like do I live away from Krista for a year? Does she move with me? And we, neither of us have jobs while we're there. Like, what do we do after that? Cause we're going to lose this apartment if we both like, what the fuck, you know, like, right. so, so that's kind of what I've been like dealing with. Plus there are two, those two jobs at DU I applied for that I still haven't heard boo about, you know, right. and it's like, you know, it's like, what, so what, what am I doing in the fall? Like what, what's, what's happening? Give me, give me some sort of clue. Oh, and then that's the other thing with Berkeley is I was like, I was like, yeah, like part of this still depends on what I get for student loans. And I had seen, I think on the FAFSA website that it's actually the school that will like tell you what you're awarded. I don't know if it's right. because they get to assess, like this is what the program costs in terms of tuition, room and board and supplies. So yeah, you can, you've been approved for up to this much of student loans. Like I need to know I'm going to get that before I do this. Cause I, I can't pay $35,000 out of pocket. Like who the fuck can, you know, like, right. so it's like all of this waiting around and, you know, I don't know if they could pay me to go back to school at this point. Like I, like <laughs> the thought of having to take out more student loans makes me want to shoot myself. <laughs> like, yeah, no, I, for, I get, yeah, I get that. I think part of it for me is number one, it's a one year program. That's so it's not yeah. like a, a two year masters or four. It's like, it's like in and out a year. Uh, number two, like I just, I just really want to do it. You know, I yeah. want to be back in school doing this program. Number three, like the amount of student loans I have and the way I've been able to kind of earn money is kind of like I've kind of put myself between this rock and a hard place where it's like I have to be if I ever want to pay back my student loans, I have to be like ridiculously successful as a film composer. Like like there's no way getting a shit job just to work 40 hours a week and pay my bills is going to pay off my student loans at this point. You know, it's like, it's like, it's like, I'm kind of, it's like all or nothing at this point, you know? <laughs> so it's like, you know, and that was the thing, even when I had the, the DU mail job, which was decent for a shit job, right? I still did the income based repayment. They're like, Ooh, okay. You're only making that much. Okay. You only have to pay us a hundred dollars a month, which is like a drop in the bucket, you that's, know? So it's like, that's yeah. me too. Yeah. So there's, there's no way that I'm actually going to pay this off before I die, unless it's just like, Oh, okay. I've got a job working 
scoring films or, or not necessarily at Hollywood, but enough where it's like, yeah, okay, you're going to score this film. We're going to give you like $20,000 this month to score this film, you know, and then next month you're going to have another film, you know, and I mean, there's hustle involved. It's not like you, you know, you just sit back and wait people to hand, hand you stuff, but like, you know, there's no way I'm paying the student loan off a hundred dollars a month at a time, you know? So it's like, if I, if I kind of, give up now and just do something else and just be like, Oh, I'll do this instead. I'll give up on the film scoring thing. It's just, yeah, it's just never going to happen. So it's like, I might as well pile some more on top of that to actually get me the chance to be able to be like, Oh, okay. Now I have, you know, this, this film scoring job where I'm doing this. And, um, you know, I don't, I don't need to be making John Williams or Hans Zimmer money. Like if I could, or Danny Elfman money, like if I could make like Don Davis money, you know that'd be fine have a few hits here and there and then do some other small stuff that nobody oh he did that too oh that's cool good for him you know (laughs) or i do tv you know there's there's plenty of people making a good career doing tv i was actually like i was re-watching the orville and i was thinking about like how dope that score is like the the and the title music is just crazy and like yeah Star Trek esque, but not quite. It has its own yeah. like personality to it, which made me think of you as like that. Tim Tim can nail that shit because he can, you know. Yeah, well, and that's the great thing about that show. Yeah, so much of it is not parody. Like I thought it was just going to be making fun of Star Trek the whole time, but like no, it's Star Trek, but just with some more humor, you know. So it's like, yeah, I would love to do something like that. Like I've realized that. Like I don't know that I would want to score a comedy. Like I think that would be like way too hard without going like full, you know, like quirky. Right. You know, it's like I feel like there'd be like some foley items in your your orchestra if you had to score that shit like that. Yeah, and then But yeah, and that's the thing is I feel like even if I did that they'd be like, "No, that's not what we do now." <laughs> then, then what? What do I do? Like, you know, it's The only way I can think to do it is to score it as if it was serious and that's part of the joke that it's uh, ironic, you know. Yeah. So like like really kind of turn the turn the the dialogue off and be like, "I'm just going to watch this scene as if it's a drama and score it that way." And let them tell the jokes that are going to be funny and not worry about how to make the music funny. Either that or just use Seinfeld slap bass the whole time. That's always funny. <laughs> Every so often they have to cut over to, uh, is it Jason Siegel slapping the bass? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, yeah, I think it was Paul Rudd who would say slapping the bass. Yeah. Well, it's also like, I don't know if you have you ever seen Forgetting Sarah Marshall? I think I saw one. It's been a long, long time since I've seen it. I yeah, definitely well, saw. Uh, what is it? Get him to the Greek, which is the the sequel. Oh, this, yeah. Well, like in in Forgetting Sarah Marshall, Jason Segel is like a composer, and he does he oh. scores the show that Sarah Marshall stars in. And there's a part after sure. they break up where he's all pissed off, and like he's supposed to record a scene that she's in, and and he's like all pissed off, and like the recording engineer's like, "Come on, man, we got to relay this down." He's like, "All right, how about this?" And he starts playing some Seinfeld slap bass. He's like, "How about that? You like that? Is that?" Cool? He's like. How, how about something like getting your penis cut off is a bad thing? Because that's what they were investigating. It was like a CSI type show, and someone had his dick cut off. And he's like, "Was it you, Billy Baldwin? Was it you who?" And he like hits, he like cuts through the screen with the music stand. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I need to see that. It's exciting anyway. though. I don't think I ever like congratulated congratulated you for the Berkeley. Oh, that's a big deal. Like, yeah, yeah, it was it was definitely cool. I mean, like I kind of felt like an asshole being like. I'm not as excited about this because it's not my first choice school, you know, but it's like, yeah, like that's, you know, that's, that's still cool. And I should, you know, 
be doing something about it instead of leaving them kind of on the hook be like wait just just wait i'm gonna find out about this other school you know i feel like it's like the whole high school thing you know where like someone wants to go out with you but you're like i don't know i kind of like this other person better but but don't don't go away because <laughs> if this person says no i'm you know we can still hit it so you know. <laughs> so shitty but so accurate <laughs> yeah i i remember like first school excited excitement i've only been at du this mm. fucking vortex that is fucking <laughs> long did i tell you uh that our our new schedule is three days in person two days remote forever and ever and ever amen now oh wow that's kind of regardless cool. of covid i didn't even have to fight for nice. a remote thing like that's basically cool. The chancellor said, hey, by this day, we're going to be all the time in person back to campus. And the whole campus went, fuck you. And they <laughs> rolled it back the next week. They're like, maybe we spoke too soon. <laughs> like, I, I, I keep seeing articles where people are like, don't go back to work, just quit. And that's what most people are doing is not going back to mm. full in person, which I think is really like telling i think it's gonna have huge impact on like the job sphere from yeah. now on which i think well, is a good thing yeah that's what i was hoping was gonna happen i mean even with like you know minimum wage jobs where people were just like i've had it i've quit and businesses are like we're not open today because we don't have the staff it's like yeah because your business is a fucking asshole like treat your employees better and maybe you'd have staff you know and i feel like you know that's always been the thing under the surface but everyone's just kind of like ah oh, but i can't just quit my job and now it's like they finally were pushed too far and it's like yeah fuck it i'll quit you know and then what are you gonna do you know yeah. it's been a great catalyst for just yeah. like all kinds of fuckery yeah i mean that's what you did you're like i'm not yeah. no i'm not going back fuck you yeah <laughs> like and, and fair enough like yeah mail like isn't within... clean on the best day <laughs> yeah that's the thing is like that job was a fucking pit you know yeah before any diseases popped up you know and like and that was the thing too, like within like a week, they just kept rolling back on all the restrictions where they're like, okay, this is what we're going to do to be safe. You know? Okay. No, we're not doing that anymore. Okay. We're also going to do that. Okay. never mind about this. Okay. We're also going to do this. It was like, okay, no, like this is, you know, now we'll do great ideas that don't go anywhere. <laughs> it's all out of order. We're just pulp fictioning it. What would you like to see as an episode of Bob's burgers? Ooh, holy shit. That's a good question. Um, you made me think of uh, 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 what's her name in Party Down, where they're like, how big would a oh, bird, a bird have, to have to be? I don't know, hundred feet. <laughs> Jane Lynch. Oh, it's yeah. such a good question. <laughs> yeah. I see. It's tough because they. No, no, no. That's right. They didn't. Okay. So I would like to see a crossover episode with Archer, but now on Bob's Burgers, where okay. like because they did the Archer episode, right? Which I also found kind of disappointing because they. For that episode, they didn't have the voices for the kids, even though, oh, gotcha. um, um, what's her name? Uh, well, the two guys, the, guy, the, the, the two people who do the voice for Gene and Louise came in at the end of that season and were playing like other characters. So they did gotcha. voice characters on Archer, but they weren't there. Like the kids just didn't talk that whole episode. Plus, like, I feel like they didn't really take advantage of, um, um, what's his name? The John, so the, the one who does Linda's voice, like. He was there and he spoke. Hey, John to Benjamin? No, that's. There's a lot of Johns yeah. in the show. Yeah. Um, there's so Dan anyway, Mintz and somebody else. Uh, anyway. Eugene something. Merman. Merman. Uh, Christine Shaw, is that her name? Kirsten Shaw. Kirsten Shaw. 
plays Louise. And uh, I can't remember. I think it's John something, the one who does um, Linda's voice. No, I got to look at it. But anyway, so yeah, so I would like to see a Bob's Burgers episode where there's where he has to do like Archer and there's like you know the the cast of Archer are doing voices in a Bob's Burgers episode like they're doing some mission where they're in the town and they've got to eat so they've got to go to Bob's Burgers and like you know you have so again you know John Benjamin has to do both voices he has to do Bob's voice and Archer's voice and seeing the distinction back to back um, it would have been better if it could have been before Jessica Walters died so that we could have had her, her there too. Yeah. That would have been. Yeah. Like just the stuff she would have to say about right. Bob's burgers would yeah. be wonderful. <laughs> and then, and having, you know, fucking, uh, Cheryl Carroll, just a, a fucking drunk mess, you know, just like, you know, and then her, I feel like her and Louise would really connect, you know, yes. so seeing the two of them kind yes. of interacting. Oh my God. Um, she'd say something and Louise is like, I want to be you when I grow up. How do you yeah. get to be this? <laughs> yeah. Also, I feel like maybe Pam and Jean would hit it off and Cyril Pam, and Pam Tina is, would hit it off. <laughs> Pam is Jean's type. Yeah. Oh, damn. So like, yeah, Jean would, I think Jean would have a thing for Pam. And I kind of want like Sergeant Bosco, like for some reason, the, the, the. Oh yeah. Agency. Doesn't he do a, yeah. He does a voice, I think on like one of the FBI agents, I think on Archer. Oh mm-hmm. shit. Does he? That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Um, so yeah, that's what I would want to see. I'd want to see Archer characters done in like the drawn in the Bob's Burgers style, like the way when, you know, when they did the Bob's Burgers, it was still drawn in the Archer style. I have a lot of these, so I might just rattle off a few. The first one is like, do you remember the fan made animation? Yes. That's what I I was thinking of that. Yeah. As I was saying this, I was like, but that's already done. So So I, I, I like it in practice. I mean, in theory, in -hmm. practice, it's hard to look at. There's some of those styles that just do not translate well, like the the art work. And I'm I wish they had I wish they had the original, and I, but I wish they had done the regular animation for like a DVD extra, so you could watch oh, okay. it in the the style it was meant. Because it's weird with that show. Like when I remember that episode, I remember it in the original art style. Oh, okay. Instead of those weird, yeah. like there's somewhere there's just well, giant heads and weird. Yeah. It's I don't know because I don't think the story really justifies that style it was more just like hey we did a concert so yeah so maybe tack that on too to my thing is that if they did a a thing where the story because i feel like they've done that on the simpsons before but like wasn't homer traveling to different dimensions and there's one where he's like 3d animated one where he shows up on a park bench and it's like in real life and it was someone wearing a homer costume so like something like that where it's like if they were or like a Family Guy episode where how Stewie will travel through time. Right. If they did that somehow with Bob's Burgers, they were going to alternate realities. and Each reality had a different animation style. Because right. that episode's about brunch. Like, that yeah. is the main, main, like, story. That's or right. A yeah. storyline. So, like, yeah, it, it didn't need to be like that. Yeah. Like, the one where, didn't they do one? Yeah, like, where Louise had the flu or something like that. Yeah, she Louise. Was like having fever dreams. Yeah. yeah. So, if it was something like that where it's they were inception. having. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so I think it would be cool to have that episode in the original animation style. Um, and then I I really like how that show is able to capture, like, fads. I don't know if you've seen the most recent, like, this last season where so. they had the, the uh, dancing finger, the fancy finger oh, yeah. dance thing. Yeah. Which was so cool. Like, it was very noir, and it was very kind of, like, voiceover and taking itself a bit too seriously. But it was also, like really great at capturing like what it felt like in middle school where 
something was popular and there was like this excitement and this energy about it. Yeah. And then like the next week it was something different. Like mm -hmm. I, I, I think it's really good at that. So I'm always, I always want to see more of those kinds of things. Cause they, they did it with like the, the Nerobu, like the Pokemon cards with the slugs. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. And then they did, um, got, I want Gaga ball to come back. We just recently rewatched that. Oh, yeah. Yo, Yo Gaba, Gaba, Tambien or whatever it is. I want there to be like Gaga ball now has a league and like mm -hmm. they have to put together a team to beat a rival school. And it's like oceans 11 where they have to like recruit uh, every, <laughs> and they have to get Gene to play who hasn't played since the, the, the tournament where he won and he beat everybody. And then him and Rudy have like this history about it. Like for some, like, I don't know. Like, I think that would be really fun. I like it when the kids are good at something because mm. they 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 seem very middling but they end up being good at like these weird obscure things. Yeah. Like Gene with the table setting and Tina's right. actually pretty good at debate. They go to Kingston mm -hmm. Island and they do like I really love the debate team and then the go-karting. Like Tina's really good at that and then Louise works her way up to being good at it. Mm -hmm. Like I I really like those. So it would be I'd like to see some more like Louise has this secret skill thing where it's like it's something that she doesn't want to share because she thinks it's lame and doesn't want people to think that she thinks something is cool like her whole deal yeah. but like ends up being really cool i think it'd be cool to see a sequel to the one where they did had the the meat man and they made the the stop motion yeah. animation thing <laughs> to have that happen again and it's like oh yeah let's make a sequel and then it but like what if like, what if they put it on youtube and it gets discovered and like somebody like, like oh, uh, yeah. the, the documentary film movie guy. And then oh, the yeah. guy, mm -hmm. Randy comes up yeah. and he's like, Oh, I want to fund like a live action remake of like, and then like, it would be him doing directing again and him and Louise fighting again. Like they did on, uh, uh, was it meat man where he came and helped them film? No, they were doing it with the camera. They were filming the, the commercial when Randy came and helped them oh, shoot yeah. the Super Bowl commercial. Like, then we recapture that. Sorry, that that just made me think of that. Yeah. <laughs> Man, oh, yeah. That... Well, because they've done, like, the uh, the Hawk and Chick episodes where they've right. had two, two in that series and getting to, to hang out with those characters again. I want to see more about Marshmallow, too. Like, mm -hmm. I love that she's mysterious, but I also kind of want, like, a Marshmallow origin story. Like, yeah. <laughs> Why do they call you marshmallow? Because if there's a sweet potato pie, I'm on top of it. I knew it. <laughs> I also want to see, like, have it collide with the first time she meets Bob. And we get to see oh, the first time he says, yeah. oh, hey, marshmallow. Yep, yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, because that's, that's the first season. That's when um, the, she's the, kebab, where he's running, he's yeah. doing the cab for her 13th birthday. Yeah. Pulling down the pants of the night. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, stupid beaded. Oh, oh, that's actually nice. <laughs> the first guy he picks up just pukes all over the back of this. <laughs> I miss my mustache. Miss it. We can see it. You can see it. You can see it from space. <laughs> <laughs> actually, speaking of Bob's Burgers, I have a question. Yeah. So I saw a thing on Facebook where it was like, it was a posting where it was like, oh, who's your favorite television, you know, bisexual television character? And Bob was on the list. Yeah. Like, when, when does he come out as bi? I don't remember that. He doesn't really come out. You kind of slowly um, realize. Is it the Thanksgiving it? one where that there's guy the, is buying the turkey and he's like, oh, the Thanksgiving no, one. This, 
And there's a couple other there's a couple other instances. Like he's like with Gyro, there's a little bit of sexual tension. Okay. Um, well, I'm trying to think because Tom, not Tom Tucker, the guy who is at the uh, did the morning show, Chuck and Pam, Chuck. Oh, he yeah. and the the one producer were like the producer was trying to get into his pants, but I can't remember. There's I know there's other ones, but I can't remember okay. where. Oh, I also want like remember when he he, uh, he met all of those like chefs, like big like sous chefs from other oh, like places. all the young people and they would party and yeah, know, hang out and cook food all yeah. I kind of want him to go back into that like get to hang out with them again or like we discover that they've been meeting like every month or something like he still has that kind of that the interactions with them and yeah. I also love a Skip Marooch uh, <laughs> Kamel uh, uh, guest appearance. Those are always fun. Yeah. I'm on an all-terrain vehicle. Apparently water is not one of the terrains. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, we don't know about Linda's uh, best friend. We've never seen them. We've never seen the principal. Like there's all these characters that we've only, like we've never seen Jimmy Jr.'s mom. Like there's yeah. all these characters that are kind of like kept secret that we still haven't seen, which yeah. would be fun to discover one of them or all of them. It'd be fun to introduce them, but not know that who they are till the end of the episode. Oh, yeah. Like if this woman comes into Bob's Burgers and, and they're interacting with her through the whole episode. And then finally, like Jimmy comes in at the end, like, oh, hey, honey. Blah, blah, and it's just like, oh, man, that was Jimmy Jr. I mean, that was, you know, Jimmy's wife the whole time. Yeah, like something like that would be really fun. Right. Well, I think they're divorced, but you could still like they, they oh, okay. it would still be like, hey, my ex is over here. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> Or like, here, oh, you're here to get your son. Here's Jimmy Jr. or something like that, yeah. Oh, there was, uh, with the Equestronauts, there's a little bit of tension, like sexual tension between him and Bronconius. Oh, uh, okay. I don't think, it's not quite requited. There's a little bit of, I don't, yeah, yeah, I don't know. There's also the the horse juice or whatever they have, that weird <laughs> drink. Um, that's, I, I want another Equestronauts episode like i love that like they go to another convention or something like yeah or like the Bob boys another tattoo <laughs> right or it completes the tattoo right like <gasps> i want him to get a seamus tattoo so it matches archer's tattoo oh okay <laughs> that'd be good <laughs> now i'm thinking like i was like a regular size rudy episode those are solid gene episodes are good and and also um zeke episodes i really like mm. I like zeke as a character because he he has this kind of hardened exterior, but he's like very sweet, very encouraging. Yeah. He's also super gay for Jimmy Jr. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I think they, I think Jimmy Jr. is also, I think he's closeted. I think he, he, he's gay. I think that might be part of why he's so shitty. Not, not that that's a reason to be shitty, but I don't think he actually likes girls. That right. might be why he's not as good to Tina. Cause yeah. that's not really what he wants. But I, I don't know if the show will ever delve that deep. Right. I don't that would really be an interesting thing to do. Yeah, to if they did delve into that, to kind of that dynamic, and then kind of t- Tina having to like finally move on and be like, you know, like get over him. Like he's not interested in girls. Like you gotta, right. you gotta figure something else out. You know, that might be the thing that finally, you know, gets her over Jimmy Junior. and she moves on. And yeah. I do really like her with the the dance kid when they have like the dance off of the two. Oh dance, yeah. Like, Mm-hmm. I liked that kid. That'd be cool to bring them him back in too. That's the thing. Like her liking Jimmy Ju- she likes every boy. Like, like, yeah. she, like I think they've established that she falls in love like that. So yeah. that I really love the boys for now episodes. Oh yeah, I lo- like I love that. That would be cool. Like 
if they did like an equestronaut panel with the boys for now doing like the soundtrack for like the movie that's coming out or something. <laughs> Or there's like a, a trivia thing to win something and Bob has to like go back into like he's actually still a fan because he mm-hmm. watched all that stuff and now he and Tina like bond over it. That would be cool too. But Ooh, another cake episode would be good. The the patty cake thing. Oh like yes. <laughs> I I love the yes, absolutely. Cake comes back. Oh, Bob would be so excited. <laughs> And I, I like a throwback Bob episodes where, like, with the Xenopede laser light show, like, mm. there's all these, like, secret uh, 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 flashbacks of, like, yeah. the, the life that he used to have. Like, it, mm-hmm. it was a little cool and it was a little lame, just like he is now. <laughs> yeah. I tell you, though, that that's what's funny about Bob's Burgers. Like, nothing, nothing else except Bob's Burgers makes me kind of consider having kids. Cause it's right. like, like the, the, that, that episode with, with him and Gene and getting to take Gene to see that thing. And then seeing like what a good dad he is, or even though he wants to do this thing and it's his birthday. Okay. My kid's freaked out. We got to leave. And he was yeah. disappointed, but not like mad at Gene. And then they still had that moment in the car. And then he was like, yeah, let's, let's finish it. Let's do You know? And like, you know, and, and especially cause it's like, you know, that, that whole thing was, you know, part 2112, part Mr. Roboto, part whatever else, right. part Tommy, you know, all kind of mashed in. So of course I love that part of it, but, but yeah, like, like being like, oh man, like that would be so cool to have a kid someday to be like, we're going to sit and we're going to listen to 2112, you know, with, with headphones on and we're going to, we're not going to do anything else. We're going to look at the album cover and whatever else, you know, just actually listen and, you know, doing things like that, you know, or, or like, you know, him and Louise, like with the whole like uh, Hawk and Dove stuff, you know, it's like, oh man, it'd be great to like, you know, have a kid and be like, we're going to sit down and watch all the Marvel movies together in order. And that's going to be our thing that we do on the weekends or whatever, you know? And it's like, you know, to get to, to introduce this young person to that thing, not just like watch it with your friends. Who's also seen it a bunch of times, you know, but yeah. Tyna and I were watching something that was in online, like something that I really am like want to be a dad to get is to have the kids like to hear from the other room, them discover the thing, like mm-hmm. their thing when they like, when they discover it and how excited they'll be about it, it might be not, not be something we understand at all, but they'll right. just be so excited, like running out of breath to tell you everything about it. And like yeah. how it's, it's now part of their, their, their like character. Like it's become right. part of them. Like that, that's something that, that would be this one of the strongest arguments for it. Like, yeah. Yeah. That, that, that moment, like to see it see them discover something that changes their whole world and makes them super excited to be a part of something like that. Yeah. That's really exciting. Although it is also always also my biggest fear that if I ever did have a kid, they'd be into sports and it's like, <laughs> fuck. Now I have to find some way to connect with my kid on sports. You just like, got to call uncle Joel and uncle yeah. Zeke. We'll come over. <laughs> yeah, we'll be like, go hang out with them. <laughs> leave leave they'll, this house <laughs> they'll listen to you you know well, that's the thing i was wondering you know because like there's the stereotype of like you know the families where you know the dad is the man's man and then the kid wants to get into the arts you know and it's right. like no you don't want to do the arts you're gonna do you know and i'm like i feel like it would be the opposite it's like you know it's like we have this artsy household and you know and it's like music and cats and movies and I feel like we'd have a kid be like, oh, yeah, I want a dog for a pet. And I also want to go play football. It's like, get out. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's becoming much more 
like not one or the other. Cause my, my parents were always very much like we played music in high school and like, we like arts. Like they, they were very much like, I think the, the, our parents' generations are different too. So like the yeah. way it was approached to my parents were just very much like, yeah, do, do what you want. You want to go to play the saxophone? We'll go see you there. You want to go play lacrosse? We'll go to see you there. We'll drive you to all the, like they, yeah. they were very much the, the, my childhood sucked. So mm-hmm. do, do what you would like. As long as, as long as you don't make waves that like hurt anybody, you're going to be fine. Right. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. I mean, that was the great thing. Like my parents were always supportive about music and you know so it wasn't yeah it wasn't an issue of that i mean i think to them like you know my dad was a drummer so that's kind of was the that was the the gateway into it yeah and you know my mom liked music and was also like just you know supportive of us i feel like maybe if if i had wanted to do sports she probably would have been okay with that i mean aside from the fact of like oh you could get hurt you know maybe but i don't yeah there was really no no pushback on any of that stuff you know um but like, yeah, I don't know if there would have been pushback with other things, but it was also a bit, yeah, but it's also like, you know, you, I guess, yeah, growing up being like, oh, it's so cool that I got to do the thing I wanted to do, which is music, you know, and you, I guess you kind of assume, oh, my kid will maybe take on that personality trait and also want to do music. But it's like, no, like kids hit a point where they rebel against their parents. And they don't want to do the things you want them to do. And it's like, oh, fuck, you know, like, right. you know, and, and that's the other thing too. I also realized like, you know, if we had kids, it's like, okay, we're not going to get them started playing piano at three because, you know, it's like, that's, that's not the thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think it's also like sports is a difficult thing where I know there's a lot of dads who like force sports on their kids mm. because of their excitement. It, yeah. it, I mean, it, there's a range, like they could be like living the unrequited sports career that they thought they always right. had through the, the like living vicariously through enforcing a kid or mm-hmm. like, Hey, we just watched this on Sundays. I get really mad. It's not fun. <laughs> like, right. yeah. like I enjoyed watching football with my dad on Sundays. Cause we got pizza like, and we didn't, mm-hmm. we could sit in front of the TV for most of a Sunday and there was yeah. no chores to be done. It was just like pizza football. I could yeah. do that. So, but like, as I got older, it was like, I, I want to watch wrestling because <laughs> they know yeah. what's going to happen and they're doing it to either piss me off deliberately or to make me happy deliberately. Right. It's not sports <laughs> where you toss a fucking coin and like, yeah. it could be either way, but we, we fluctuated wildly from our origin point of Bob's burgers, but yeah, well, that's right. Oh, that's where we started. Okay. Well, that's the thing. Like I, there's not an episode of Bob's Burgers I don't want to see. I just want them to continue to make the sh- like it's been so yeah. good, so consistently, and so like every season they do something I I wouldn't have expected. Yeah, I love their holiday episodes. I just want like yeah. more and more of those. Absolutely. Like, like I I feel like you know especially like you know this this past December like when I did the whole okay I'm you know going to watch a you know a Christmas movie every day or whatever like like Bob's burgers, like the Christmas episodes were like right up there with that, you know, in terms of like getting in the spirit and just like, you know, cause it, you know, there's something to be said for like, I mean, and a lot of those movies are sort of family oriented, but like, you know, just the way that Bob's portrays itself as such, like the, the typical regular family, yeah. you know, and, 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 and how they have to deal with things. And it's not, um, you know, it's not this, this film version where there's sort of conflict and it kind of, 
you know, gets resolved. And, you, you know, I mean, that, that happens with Bob's Burgers too, but it's always done in so much more of like a realistic sort of way. And it's like, and it's more small stakes too. Like I feel yeah. like the, even though like Donna, the peck is this huge thing that takes over wonder wharf, like all of those turkeys and the birds, the yeah. pigeons and stuff. But like, it, it always seems like there's, there's a small enough scale and small enough stakes that it's still, it's fun. Even though there's mm-hmm. drama or those kinds of things, it's still fun. I think yeah. it's kind of a lost art, the kind of sitcom Thanksgiving episode. Yeah. Right. Cause like friends churned those out. Like those yeah. are some really iconic moments through the years are Thanksgiving episodes of friends. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know that I really could think of another show. Like I know Brooklyn nine, nine has, has really fun. Uh, or they did, they read really fun Halloween episodes before right. they got the heist ones. Yeah. But like, so th- those were really fun, but like in terms of another Thanksgiving, like, like a show that I go back for those episodes specifically. I don't know that there's another one other than friends or Bob's like, yeah, yeah, much more Bob's. And that's the thing. Like every, every season there's one where it's like, man, they, they really nailed this very specific, like family mm-hmm. extension. I mean, like Linda is, I, I swear to God, they've bugged our apartment or, <laughs> or my house. Like they, she's, and, but that's the thing. It's like close enough. It's like copy my work, but change it. So it doesn't look the same. Like, mm-hmm. it's the same kind of thought process with different words and weird combinations of phrases. And, like, the, <laughs> they're, like, uh, when they're doing the the, uh, the escape room and they're trying to figure out math, oh, and yeah. Linda just says, three. Why'd you say three? I don't know, math. I don't, three means what? <laughs> like, I, it's, just, it's just a silly, like, momism i don't like they've mm-hmm. cracked that code i don't know how they did it it's just yeah. it's so perfect well it's I, and i feel like that also relates to the whole like you know remembering the anniversary you know mm-hmm. oh it's nine three because nine is divisible by three you know and it's like uh, oh okay like yeah like that that's great that that works but that's not that idea is not what will tell you oh this is the date of our anniversary uh, oh yeah, the, the whole like Linda being like, oh, you know, when Bob forgets her anniversary, she's yes, like yeah, nine yeah. three because nine is divisible by right, three. Right, you know, like right. I don't know if it was a callback to that, but it's gotcha, that same idea yeah. that like, oh, I have this quirky way that I remember it, but it's not a be all end all for like, oh, this is the answer to all this stuff. And yeah, I feel like that's that's definitely a lot of yeah, a part of her personality that like this is the way my brain works, but this is a, yeah, this makes sense for everybody. It's like nope, that's just the way you think of it. <laughs> Oh, I really like um, Gene's friend that he goes to the sleepover with, and they have like the the wizard and the 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 witch or whatever, like the the hopscotch oh, yeah. game that they're playing. Mm-hmm. That's dumb. Like, I really love that episode because that's the one where uh, uh, Tammy asks his fr- I can't remember the friend's name to uh, Hugo. No, it's not Hugo. Hugo is the that's the, the debate team guy. Oh, no, no, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who am I thinking? Henry? Henry is that. This is not helping. Um, anyway, that kid, uh, uh, Tammy asked him to ice dance with him or like roller, roller ring oh, that's right. okay. dance with yeah. her. And he refused. And uh, Gene sings, How Do I Get You Alone by heart. And I oh, yeah. like, I have been that kid. Like, I have been like, I have one friend and they don't want to hang out with me. And I feel so alone. <laughs> like it, it's just—it was so. I, I didn't see it coming. And when it came, I was like, "Oh God, that's exactly how that feels." Oh my God, <laughs> it's great. It's like, I love that show. 
I also love, uh, I want to see more with like when Jean was dating that girl and her dad was a composer. Yeah. So he had like, he was in gear heaven and it was just like, Oh yeah. Like that. I'd love to see more with that where it's like, cause I feel like, you know, there was that point where he broke up with her and the dad was like, you know, he's like, Oh, can I still go to your house and play with your gear? He's like, no, of course not. Right. But then I feel like since then the two of them have kind of become friends. So it'd be interesting to see like, okay, now like Gene's coming over to hang out and like, almost like if the dad took him on as like a, like a, a an apprentice, yeah, like that would be really cool to see like Gene get to go to work with some actual good equipment and see either, you know, see him go through the, I feel like what a lot of us do where he flourishes for a while, but then he gets lost in all the gear and realizes like, I'm not doing anything good because, you know, this one little crappy keyboard was what really made me be creative and, and, you know, and kind of, and have him go back to his roots and be like, no, I don't want all that gear. I just want this. And maybe that beat machine, you know, right. Beat yeah. Maybe, oh, and that's like how that, that episode, episode could too. end. That the dad, like after Gene kind of like gets overwhelmed by all the gear and goes back and he, you know, somehow that beat machine comes up and he, the dad buys Gene that beat machine. He's like, here, you know, this was one other piece of equipment that you really had a connection to, not just like a ton of keyboards so that Gene gets that one little extra thing to kind of play around with. So now he's got his keyboard and the beat machine and, you know. That's awesome. I like that a lot. That That's the winner. well that's about enough of that Um, here's Tim (laughs) with the final word flashback we'll see you next time